Start of the season is right around the corner in Major League Soccer, and we're back to work on the New York Red Bulls radio network. It's our players-only podcast, Kicking It. Midfielder Sean Davis, goalkeeper Ryan Mara, give us an update from what's taking place down in Florida, preseason camp number one. We started off our New York Red Bull Radio podcast segment a week ago with Red Bull head coach Chris Armis, and always good to be back with some of our players in our first January episode. We'll have on a homegrown player, Sean Davis, and we will also speak on the backside of our conversation today with goalkeeper Ryan Mayer. But we kick it off with the native of uh, Homedale, New Jersey. Sean, how are you? Hey, Matt. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, but uh, doing well. We're in our second week now uh, down in Bradenton, and things have been going great. And so it's just awesome to be back with the guys, so I really can't complain. Such a generic way to say how you doing, because I'm sure in the middle of preseason, uh, there's a lot on your mind, because there's a lot obviously going on things on the field, things off the field, you guys trying to get yourself uh, prepared both physically and mentally for what is the grind of the Major League Soccer season. So, you know, I'm thinking back to when I talked with Chris uh, a week or so ago before you guys had left to go to training camp um, and talking about the offseason for him from a coaching perspective. What about from a player perspective? So even take me back to end of the year, October, the tough loss to Philadelphia in the playoffs. What does Sean Davis, and if you want to speak for players in general, what what does the offseason kind of entail going all the way back to when the 2019 season comes to a close? Yeah, I think, you know, of course, anytime you lose a game like that, uh, it's, it's difficult and you need some time uh, to, to digest it and reflect on it. Um, and then, you know, you move into a, another phase and, you start to think about the season as a whole and, you know, you're proud of certain things. There's areas you could work on. And then, you know, after that, when you feel, you know, at ease and, um, you know, you've kind of collected your thoughts, then you try to switch off a little bit from soccer. And, you know, it's a long year, especially in, in soccer. I mean, MLS compared to EPL, you know, we get a little bit more time off. But, um, you know, when you look at other sports, it is a relatively long season. So it's important to kind of disconnect a little bit and, um, you know, refocus and take time to take your mind off soccer. And so that's exactly what I did. I was able to travel a little bit, spend time, uh, you know, with my girlfriend, but also with friends and family, travel to um, different countries. I was able to go to Japan with uh, Aaron Long and, um, you know, a former Red Bull 2 player, Tim Schmoll. And that was a great experience. So, you know, that's my way of kind of, um, you know, taking my mind off soccer and that was a, a great experience for me. And, you know, I just came back home in, in the beginning of December and felt, you know, rejuvenated, re-energized and, uh, you know, kind of just wanted to train as much as possible before the season started. And, you know, from a team's perspective, um, you know, our, our official preseason started last week, but we have a great trainer in Tony Zhao and, you know, he works closely with the first team staff and, the first team staff is great. Um, you know, we have a great collection of guys and 
uh, a really well-rounded group. And when it comes to Tony, he's no different. He, he has a great soccer mind, but he also really understands the body. And he's great with the numbers, you know, in terms of running and distance covered and, um, you know, trying to create a strong base for guys to build off of. You know, we did that for two weeks prior to preseason even starting. We had, I think, 15 to 18 guys every single day. And so you're getting in small-sided sessions, getting that soccer fitness in, getting those um, touches in in a, you know, game-like setting. And I think that helped us a lot. And we hit the ground running. And, you know, of course, we got some of the international guys back who they also had a great break. So long answer, but, uh, you know, that brings us to now and, you know, I think we're in a, a really good spot. And like I said, it's the best part is just being back with the team and being back with the staff and the players and catching up and, you know, getting ready to, to pr- prepare for hopefully a great season. Sean, when you think of uh, what maybe the expectations are for the team going into this season, you know, you come off the 2018 year, you win the Supporter Shield. I think everybody would kind of agree that last year was a little bit of a yo-yo, the up and down kind of nature. Um, and then w- what about this season when you think of it a couple of weeks into preseason, um, where do you really think and see how how this team has come together, even in even in the early couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, first of all, the you know the mentality is so important, and we all have to think about how we can improve every single day to ultimately win, and that means winning trophies, Supporter Shield, MLS Cup, U.S. Open Cup. You know that has to be the goal. If it's not the goal, then you know, I think we're all in the wrong profession. I think we're all at the wrong club because the standards at Red Bull are very high. And so I think that's the honest expectation is um, to win a trophy this year. And it felt great winning Supporter Shield. And that's the level we need to get back to, you know, that consistency. Um, you talked about it being a bit of a yo-yo uh, of a season. I think that's an accurate way to describe it. There were highs, there were lows. Um, and now it's about taking those lessons from last year and really building on that. And I think that you know, our, our preparation so far has been great, um, but we need to continue to keep that mentality. We have to get better every single day. We have to use our time better than other teams. And, you know, that falls on the players, the staff, um, again, having the right mindset and taking it every day as it comes and really just maximizing our time together. I think that's going to be most important when it comes to us trying to, you know, be the best team we can possibly be. And, and that means competing and winning trophies. So, that's where our head's at. And, you know, the earlier we all wrap our minds around that, um, you know, which has been the talk at the start of training camp, you know, the better. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but I think we'd be um, maybe missing the the boat a little bit if I didn't ask you what has preseason been like without some of the veteran guys that are not back with the team this year, the Bradley Wright Phillips, the Connor Lades, the Luis Robles. I'll spend a little bit more time with Ryan talking about the connection with Luis, but for, for a guy who's been around and has gone through preseason the last several years in a really successful time for this team, I think everyone would, would have no problem saying those three names were a big part of it, but now what it's like without them. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, when I reflect on, you know, my career so far and, you know, this is now my sixth season, um, you know, those were three guys I always looked up to and they helped establish a, a really strong culture here and uh, they were great role models. And so, you know, we, we obviously loved having them in the locker room where we missed them, uh, you know, when we're just eating meals, you know, having them at the table was always great. Hearing them talk about their different experiences was great. 
And I'm so thankful that I, I got to spend as much time with them uh, as I could. But in a way, it's, um, you know, they passed on the torch and it's on veteran players like myself. And, you know, even when I say that, um, you know, it's it's crazy to think about my personal journey so far and how the team has changed over the years. Um, but again, like I said, the standards are so high, you can't really get caught up in that. And you just have to perform and improve and get better. And so, you know, personally, that's where my head's at. And, um, you know, when I think about the team as a whole, you know, being a guy that the younger guys can look up to, um, you know, someone that um, can help influence them in the right ways. I think that's ultimately what is going to push the, the club forward at this point. And, you know, when you talk about the group as a whole, again, it's been fun. You know, there's a lot of young guys that are humble, um, you know, ready to learn. They have a lot of energy. They're trying to prove themselves every single training session. And so that's, that's a great energy to have in, in camp. And so uh, that's been exciting to see and, uh, you know, to see how, how quickly guys are growing into it, how they're embracing the system um, has been fantastic for, you know, everyone, including the veterans. And so I think we're all just feeding off of each other right now. And, um, you know, I think the, the first couple games have been really, really good, you know, against Atlanta and USF. And so I'm just excited to see how things continue to develop uh, over the, the course of the, the next few weeks. And, you know, like I said, I think the, gr the group's in uh, a good place but we have to continue to uh, push ourselves. We can't get comfortable at all. And uh, we have to continue to grow into the team we want to be. Red Bull midfielder Sean Davis joining us here on the first 2020 edition of our Players Only podcast, kicking it. Uh, Sean, something that you just said kind of would lead me into a natural follow-up question. You saying, as one of the veteran guys, let's take yourself out of it because I've seen you at practice uh, in years past and see you be vocal about certain things. Who have been maybe some of the other guys who, um, not that they were ever not allowed to talk in, in training in the last couple of years, but who have been maybe some of the guys who have been a little more vocal, realizing that there might be a need for some more leadership? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Ryan Mayer. I, I know he hasn't played as much as maybe he deserves with, you know, Luis in goal because Luis has been so great over the years, but Ryan brings it every single day in training. And I think that he has the complete respect of the locker room, of the coaching staff. And he just has a really good mentality. He's a positive guy. Um, you know, he's always thinking about ways he can help the group. And so it's just been great to see him, you know, again, take another step forward. And so uh, he's a guy that, you know, even leads the older guys at times. So we're, we're lucky to have Ryan and then when you start to talk about other names, uh, you know, Tim Parker has a lot of experience under his belt. Um, he's a guy that I think has grown uh, and continued to, to grow. And Danny Royer, you know, he's a guy that has had a lot of success at our club. And he scores big-time goals. He takes big-time penalties. Um, you know, he has a lot of belief in himself and, in himself and the team believes in him as well. And so when a guy has that much credibility, when he performs as well as he does, um, you know, he automatically has influence in the locker room. And so he's been great so far. I think he's really happy to be back with the team. Um, he's had, again, great energy, great positivity. And I think that that helps, um, you know, feed the younger guys. And so, you know, those are a couple of the, of the guys that I would mention off the top of my head, but um, it's just a, a collection of, of guys that have really, uh, been really positive for the team so far and again i'm excited to see how they grow over the coming weeks 
Sean Davis here on our Players Only Podcast, kicking it. We'll have Ryan Mara spend some time with him talking uh, after we take a timeout coming up in a couple of minutes. Sean, this first preseason, it, it would strike me in that you guys aren't necessarily thinking about the first game of the season against Cincinnati on the 1st of March. Is this first one a little bit more of let's just get back into form a little bit, let's get together? Uh, Obviously, you're working on fitness, on sharpness, but it's not necessarily we're thinking about the game in March. Is that fair to say? Uh, Yes and no. I think you know we have to maximize each day. Like I was mentioning before, we take it day by day. Um, we, We try to just improve um, little by little um, and improve at different, you know, parts of our game, whether that's on the defensive side of the ball or offensively with the ball. But at the same time, you know, like Chris always says, and I think that it's really helpful is, you know, seeing ourselves in the real game and that real game is going to be against Cincinnati at home. And so if you can put yourself in the right mindset, try to think about what you're going to need to succeed on that day and throughout the season, then, I think that helps training become more real. It brings out the best in guys, and it helps us get the most out of our, you know, friendly matches that we have uh, with different opponents. And so, again, if you can see yourself in the real game, um, you know, I think it just, you know, gets guys accustomed to the playing style that we want to employ. Um, it, it helps guys understand what this level is going to be like, you know, especially for the young guys. And I just think that there's uh, a lot of benefit in trying to make things as intense as as possible uh, early on. And I think that's what, what's helped us so far, uh, you know, maintain a good level, uh, continue to push each other. And I think that that's going to be really helpful when, uh, you know, that game uh, comes around. And it's going to come quicker than uh, we realize. That's definitely something that I re- realized about preseason. You know, it seems like a long time at first. You're doing double days. You're training in the morning. You're going to the gym in the afternoons. There's, there's not much downtime, but... Uh, before you know it, the season rolls around. And so the better prepared for that, um, you know, the better we'll be throughout the season. So, um, you know, not trying not to overlook um, that first game um, in the sense that, uh, you know, it's too far away, but also understanding that it's it's going to come quickly and we need to be prepared for it. Sean, I asked uh Chris, Coach Armis, about this when we had him on um, a week or so ago about him thinking in terms of this is his second preseason as the head coach. Last year, obviously, being the first because he had taken over in the middle of the 18th season. What changes have you maybe seen from him and or the coaching staff about the way that they go about things? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'll say about Chris and and the staff is that they're always trying to improve. You know, they're always thinking about ways that they can get more out of the team, things that, and, and they look at themselves first. They're always trying to, um, you know, honestly assess themselves and figure out uh, what they can do better to get the most out of, you know, all of us. And so I know I've spoken with Chris numerous times over the, the off season and he's always grinding. And that can be said uh, for the staff, for the rest of the staff as well. They work, they work and, you know, they're, great role models even for us. So um, I'm really excited about the different ideas uh, that Chris has already brought to preseason. Um, You know, the way that we're even uh, perfecting our press and um, also ideas with the ball that that's been really exciting for everyone. And I know that Chris is even, you know, he's a guy and, you know, hopefully I'm allowed to be saying this, but he's a guy that um, took a trip to Leipzig on his own because he wanted to learn from the best and he wanted to learn, um, 
you know, from a team that's doing really well in the Bundesliga. And that's not something that he had to do. Um, but he took time out of his offseason, you know, time he could have spent with his family. And, you know, he took that trip to better himself and ultimately better the group. So, um, you know, you can just tell that there's a really good energy in, in training camp so far. And I think that starts with the staff and they've done a great job uh, preparing us. And, you know, every session has been so organized, um, perfectly tailored to what we need to improve on. And so, um, you know, that gives me great um vibes heading into this season and I, I think that every day we're able to improve and that's going to be really important for us because we're not a finished product yet but we uh, and we we still have a long way to go but um, I do think we've hit the ground running so far in the first week you are allowed to say that Sean just to make sure just to put you at, <laughs> okay. at ease because Chris did talk about it when we had him on uh last week last one to wrap up and and um let's try and make this as fun as you want to without maybe divulging okay. too much. When you think about the grind that is preseason, you guys are away from um, significant others, families, um, in a different area, even though I know you're familiar now with IMG and kind of that uh, that that area. Um, tell me about the fun part of preseason. Uh, is it having a little bit of fun from time to time with the first-year guys? Is it the veteran guys playing pranks on each other or things like that? What makes it tolerable, in essence, to have to do soccer all the time but mixed in with a little bit of fun? Yeah, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but my favorite part about preseason is just seeing guys, you know, after a long break. And, you know, we're so lucky to play this game. We're so lucky um, – to play for Red Bull and you know the culture we have is fantastic and we have a great locker room so to come back after a few months and spend time with guys that you haven't seen in a while and catch up is is great especially after the long offseason um, that MLS now has you know with the new playoff format there's a lot uh, more time off than say the year prior when we weren't done until December you know so that's that's my favorite part so far but to give you a little more color um you know, it's just little moments, you know, like personally, I love training. I love finishing training, feeling good about the session, um, knowing that you put everything into it. Uh, that's a great feeling. But then, and, and you get to experience that twice a day. So you feel pretty good about yourselves. You fall asleep easy, you wake up, you sleep well, and then you go after it again. So I love that part. Um, but then there's, there's um, you know, things that go on behind the scenes, like Mark Shakovsky was showing me a video this morning. Him and Tom Barlow are in a little bit of a, a prank war where they try to scare each other in, in the villa. And Mark, what Mark does is he takes a slow-mo video on his iPhone. And so Tom gets very flustered, um, you know, when Mark pops up around the corner where, you know, Tom's not expecting him. And so, you know, you'll have to talk to Mark about this more. But when you see Tom's face when he's scared in slow-mo, the iPhone technology is just, it's come a long way. And so I really enjoy seeing little videos like that. Um, you know, the rookies had their singing performances the other day, um, along with different questions, embarrassing questions that they have to answer. So that's fun as well. And, uh, you know, tonight we'll, we'll go bowling. So that should be a great experience. Um, you know, hopefully we can get a little bit of the veteran guys versus rookies, put a little wager on it, something like that. But, um, you know, all these little um, moments are just a lot of fun, especially when you're with the right people and we are with good people that um you know just have like i said i mean i i feel like uh i keep repeating myself but when you when you just have good energy and good people it's um you know it makes the the grind a little bit easier and so 
um, overall, like I said, uh, you know, we're all so lucky to, to be here and we just have to, to make the most of it. And I think that we've done that so far. Sean, I appreciate your time. I know that uh, free time down there is very valuable when you get it. Uh, so I appreciate you spending the, the 20 minutes here with us and get us off and going with our Players Only podcast. We'll obviously have you back later on, but to uh, get some insight into preseason, really, really appreciate it and uh, continued success down there. Looking forward to seeing you back in Jersey next week. Awesome, Matt. Always a, a great time chatting with you. I really appreciate you having me on. And make sure you ask the guys about my bowling skills uh, going forward. Absolutely. We'll put it on the list. That is Red Bull midfielder Sean Davis. We take a timeout, come back with the second segment of our Players Only podcast. Kicking it, goalkeeper Ryan Mara, right around the corner here on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Download the New York Red Bulls app today to stay up to date on everything New York Red Bulls. Buy, share, and scan your tickets. Get all the latest news and content and listen to New York Red Bulls radio in English and Spanish. Then flip to arena mode to find concessions near your location and get real-time answers from the Red Bulls chatbot. Available now on iOS and Android or visit NewYorkRedBulls.com for more information. We are back here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. I'm Matt Harmon, myself, my partner Steve Jolly. We carry all of the New York Red Bull games for you during the course of the MLS regular season. We'll have some preseason coverage coming up for you uh, as well on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network. You can find us on the New York Red Bulls website, on our TuneIn Radio channel, uh, and all over the New York Red Bulls app. Good spot with Sean Davis to get us up and going. We're back here for the second segment of our Players Only podcast, kicking it and really looking forward to spending some time with Ryan Mara, the goalkeeper for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, Ryan, before we talk, and there are so many things to talk to you about because of the nature of the offseason and the beginning of this 2020 season, um, but as Sean just told me, you guys are going bowling tonight for whatever the reason I kind of feel like you would be one of the guys who would be the better bowlers on the team. True or not true? Uh, well, thank you for that. I guess that's a compliment. Um, yeah, I'm all right. It usually takes me to the second round or second frame, whatever you call it, in bowling uh, to get my groove. But, uh, yeah, I, I like my chances tonight. Is it uh, – Sean was saying he was hoping for some sort of veteran versus rookie wager. Has any of that stuff been been determined, been decided? I mean, who who are we really trying to put on the put on the spot tonight? Well, it's always fun picking on the young guys and the rookies, so I would love a little veteran versus young guy challenge. And uh, I know that there's a lot of talk right now in the group chat, so they're trying to sort all that out before we head over there. Is that, um, and again, kind of following up on a couple things I talked with Sean before we get more specifically about the offseason for you um, and, and how you're looking at this 2020 campaign, um, it, nights like tonight when you guys will go out as a group, does that make the preseason a special time? Does it make it tolerable? Does it make it that much more important that you can go out and kind of have that social bond slash atmosphere to it instead of just soccer, soccer, soccer all the time? Yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're lucky. We have a great staff that kind of understands that there is a big off-the-field aspect to, to you know, getting a, a good, close-knit team, you know, together and, and having some team bonding and some laughs, you know, because especially here in the last 10 days, you know, in preseason, a lot of double sessions and, and you know, it can get a little monotonous when staying in, uh, in hotels and stuff, so... 
Um, anytime you can break it up a little bit with some fun and, and get the guys out and have a couple laughs, it, it definitely uh, it goes a long way into building the camaraderie of the team. And, and you know, uh, our coaches are great. You know, they expect a high level from us on the field. And, you know, we know when we – every time we step onto the training pitch or, or for a game, like a lot of is expected of us. So, you know, when we can – let loose a little, have some laughs and, and, you know, do a little fun team outing. It's always enjoyable. I think the guys really appreciate it. Ryan, when you think of the off season, obviously for this New York Red Bull team, one of the key things was not necessarily who is coming back, but in a way who is not coming back. Uh, Connor Laid retiring, Bradley Wright Phillips let go, Luis Robles able to sign with Miami, and obviously it's that last one that ties right into your I'll say new role with this team. Um, it was a spot that that you had occupied all the way back to the 2012 season. You had the injury, and then the timing of Luis coming in and putting together that ridiculous run of consecutive games. Um, so y- your time has certainly been limited at the MLS level. Do you feel like, in a way, you're you're restarting your career with this opportunity? Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think that's a, a good way to put it. You know, obviously, this offseason, we lost, you know, some huge pieces of the team, not only on the field, but off the field, guys that have been around for a long time and been through a lot of ups and downs with the club. And, you know, just from a from a human standpoint, it's sad to see these guys go. You know, I've been with these guys since, you know, me and Connor since 2012. I think Luis came halfway through that season and and Brad came at some point the following year and you know, those are my guys. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely different without them around, but, you know, with that said, it's just the nature of sports and you got to just kind of, it can be a little ruthless at times. You got to just kind of move on in, in that respect. And, um, you know, when it comes to this upcoming season, obviously I look at it as a big opportunity for me. Um, you know, I feel like I paid my dues and behind Luis for all these years and, and now it's my chance to, to step up and and take the spot. But I don't really look at it, you know, I don't get too uh, too caught up in that. For me, I, I have the same outlook as I've always had. And it's, it sound, might sound a little boring, but it's just a, just a day-to-day approach. And, you know, don't look too far ahead and, and just kind of show up to training with a good attitude and, and put the work in each and every day. And it's kind of what I've done my whole career. And I think it's, it's so far served me pretty well, you know, going into my ninth season. So, um, yeah, I don't really look at this year too much different just from my outlook on things. I just want to, you know, work as hard as I can. And obviously I want to be the guy that's starting on March 1st, but, um, yeah, just take it one day at a time and, and, and be a good teammate. And especially now with, with, you know, us losing a lot of, uh, older leadership guys, uh, this past off season, there's a big role, uh, you know, where we have to step up, you know, guys like me, Danny, Mark, Sean, Tim, Aaron, you know, a couple of guys that have been around and, and there's a big void we need to fill. So, um, yeah, like I said, just kind of one day at a time and, and enjoy the whole process. Ryan, if you if you don't mind reflecting back on um, the relationship that you had with the, with Luis before it was uh, decided in, at at the end of this calendar year 2019 to not bring him back, um, 
how you guys work together because you said paid your dues. You had that amazing run in the Open Cup a couple of years ago, um, winning the USL Championship the year that you did with New York Red Bull 2, stepping in um, during the course of that 18 season when you had the win down in Atlanta and then the couple games after that. But, I mean, it's a relationship. You guys were together for a really long time. Um, what, What was it like when you found out, I guess, that he was not coming back? Um definitely bittersweet you know uh obviously he was the guy in front of me for a good amount of years and i guess you could say standing in my way of me being the number one goalie but you know i think it's so important to put the team first and i think we were each other's biggest fans um you know any opportunities that i had over the years of playing whether like you said open cup or usl or you know the handful of mls games i got you know, he was the first one to text me after the game. He was wishing me luck beforehand and and genuinely wanting me to do well. And I always felt the same for him. You know, if he had a a great game, I'd be the first one congratulating him. And, and if, you know, the rare occasion that he didn't have a great game, you know, I would be right there if he needed to talk or anything or, and I think on the field, we, we had a very healthy competitive relationship. He knew that I was, always nipping at his heels, trying to, trying to push him and, and just to better myself, you know, when it comes to training and training hard. And, um, and I would look up to him, you know, he, for my money is one of the, the best goalkeepers in MLS history, you know, look at his stats and, and the consistency that he's put up over the years. And, you know, I, it's hard to find any bad things to say about, uh, about his game. And, so for me, just trying to keep up with him every day, I think served me so well. I watched how he trained day in and day out and his attitude and mentality. And, you know, I, I think I'm a lot better off for it. And I, I guess you could say we both benefited from having, you know, working with each other each each and every day. How do you talk to, I'll say, the, the younger guys who are now getting themselves indoctrinated into the Red Bull system, whether that's Kendall, whether that's Wallace, um, the the younger goalkeepers that probably in this preseason, whether you're a rookie like uh, Wallace coming in or if you're like Kendall who's been in the league but now you're at a new team, it, you've become the guy that they would, I guess, go to and ask questions about certain things. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely I wouldn't say an adjustment, but obviously with Luis gone, like you said, I am the the older guy in the goalkeeping ranks, and you know I think we're we're lucky here to have Preston Burpo as the as the goalkeeper coach. He's incredible. He's so good with, you know, he knows the position through and through. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, whether it's talking technique or different little. Uh, little variables that come up, you know, throughout a game or a training session. He's so good with, with giving us pointers here and there, but he's also such a great guy to talk to. You know, I think he was a guy in his career. I think, you know, he was mostly a backup kind of fighting for that starting job everywhere he was. And um, so me and him have a lot in common when it comes to that. And I think he was almost at times like a therapist to me. So, you know, when it comes to dealing with the young guys, I'm the first one to tell them use Preston as an, as an asset. Like he, he can do um, whether it's on the field, off the field, he, he will 
help you in more ways than you can even think of uh, because it, it is a little overwhelming when you're young like those guys you're just learning everything and you know you sometimes I'm sure you could feel like you're in over your head a little but you know I try to help them also with different little things and I think between me and Preston I hope they're enjoying their time and, and learning a couple things along the way. Red Bull goalkeeper Ryan Mara joining us here, our Players Only podcast, uh, kicking it on the New York Red Bulls radio network. Um, Ryan, y- y- you know, just by chance, in a way, we were supposed to do this yesterday. There was a technical issue on on my end, not your guys' end, down in Florida, so we had to push it um, to today. And in between yesterday and today, there was a roster move made uh, with New York signing um, – Denmark native David Jensen as a goalkeeper. And I think for a lot of people that might have opened some eyes, because as you said, um, you, you've you've served your time in essence. Um, what, what was your reaction or did you know that was coming, um, that there might be in essence someone coming in to push you for that number one role? Yeah, I knew, you know, I knew that was going down about a week ago. I found out and I knew all along throughout the off season that, <clears throat> there would be someone coming in to, you know, to compete for the job. And listen, I'm, you know, I'm going into my ninth year. This is professional sports. There's going to be competition at every position every year, no matter what team you're on or what league you're in. So, you know, it doesn't phase me at all. You know, we'll welcome him to the club. And, and, you know, for me, this is the biggest opportunity I've had, you know, since my rookie year, really. So I'm going to put every single thing I have into it and, and, uh, you know, make the most of the opportunity and, and just, you know, work my butt off, do the right things on and off the field. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about winning games. So, you know, I try not to get too caught up just thinking about myself. It's, it's a bigger picture when it comes to the team. And, and we got big goals and aspirations this year. So, uh, yeah, no, like, like to answer your question, I guess I knew about it and it, it doesn't change my outlook at all. You know, I'm just going to keep going day to day and, and working hard. And, you know, I think only good things happen when you have a, a, an outlook like that. And to have competition, whether it's at the goalkeeper spot or a center midfield spot or the striker role, I mean, competition is, is what makes you more successful as a player, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you can even like it goes back to what we were saying before with my relationship with Luis. I think he always knew that if if, you know, if, if he dropped his form that I was right there ready to go. So I think, you know, I mean, I'm not to speak for him, but if you were to ask him, he would say I, he knew he had to keep his level high cuz I was right behind him. You know, always, you know, trying to push him and and because I wanted to get games myself, you know, and I think that's a that's how it should be. That's the nature of a good team. Was it frustrating? And then uh, two more, Ryan, before we let you go. How frustrating, not even was it, because I know it was, how frustrating was it for you the last several years that maybe you didn't get that longer extended opportunity? Uh, because like anybody else, you want to play, right? I mean, it, it's got to be hard to know, in essence, my opportunity isn't really going to come unless there's an injury, unless there's a long run of the Open Cup. Um, I might have to go down and play in USL to, to stay sharp, to keep games, to get minutes. Uh, I would have to think that the last couple of years, in a way, as successful as the team has been, and you are um, a team-first guy, no doubt about that, it's still difficult. Yeah, no, there's 
no question. It's frustrating as hell sometimes. And, uh, you know, I think the life of a, of a number two goalkeeper, unless you live it yourself, I don't think you can even really know how frustrating it is. Cause like you said, being behind Luis, who's so consistent, um, you know, you pretty much have to wait for him to get injured, not to sound cruel, but that's just the reality of it for you to get your chance. So it's so tough because you know, the odds of that aren't that high. You know, this guy has played so many games over the last, you know, however many years. And, but with that said, when your time does come, you might only get a day or two notice. So, and then all of a sudden that's your chance and you have to play well and there's no excuses like, Oh, you know, I wasn't ready for it. I haven't played. Like you have to step in and do your thing. And, you know, that's something I've prided myself on over the years that I feel like anytime I have been called upon, whether it's USL open cup or, you know, MLS games that I did show up and, and just do my role and help the team win. So yeah, it's frustrating as hell, but you know, I always think about it like, Anytime I'm having a down day or, you know, I don't know, feeling a little sorry for myself, I'm like, man, I'm still playing soccer for a living. Like, it, it's, it could be a lot worse. You know, my parents worked so hard, you know, growing, when I was growing up just to, for us to have enough, you know. So I'm sure my dad would have rather been playing soccer than being a fireman in the city for almost 40 years. So that's the kind of way I look at it, try and keep things in perspective, Um and then, uh, yeah, just being ready, being always, always being ready for that opportunity. Ryan, last one you had mentioned in an answer, uh, a, a question or two back, the expectations for this team, high expectations. I mean, go back over the last couple of years. This has been, in the regular season, one of the best teams in Major League Soccer. Um, what would you say here at the end of January 2020, what are the expectations for this team? I don't think anything changes from years past. You know, you, you can say we lost a couple guys and, you know, uh, this past off season, but, you know, I think we have a really good structure in place at this club. And, you know, the fact that we've been to the playoffs so many years in a row, I don't even know what it is, eight, nine or 10 years in a row now. Um, obviously we're doing something right. Now with that said, at the same time, we haven't gotten over that final hump of, of winning an MLS cup. So I think this year it's it's we feel like we're we're close, you know. We're we're making the playoffs, we're close and I think if we could just get that extra 5 or 10% out of the team, you know, who knows once you know October November comes, we uh you know, we're confident we'll be in the mix and and at that point it's just stepping up and and having big performances in big games, but you know, with all that said, you can't look too far ahead. I think it's it's always the boring cliche answer, but it really is a day to day thing and or week to week, you know, game to game. You can't look too far in the future. You got to take care of business in the present. And that's what we're doing down here in Florida so far. I think uh, we've been down here for 10 days or so. It's been a great 10 days. Just nice to get everyone back together. And, and we're really progressing so far. And, you know, I think if you talk to anyone here, we're, we're very happy with how we look so far and you know we hope to just keep climbing and then by march 1st be be peaking and everyone you know be kind of everyone clicking at the same time so uh yeah so far so good and and we're just going to keep this thing rolling 
Ryan, really appreciate your time. As I said to Sean, I know free time down there is very valuable. So giving us uh, 20 minutes here today to update everybody on what's taking place, things for you, things for the team, uh, really valuable to get us up and going here on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network and really looking forward to seeing you uh, next week back at home during training and uh, obviously to do this again during the course of the regular season. Of course, Matt. Always good talking to you, man. That is Ryan Mara. We thank him. We thank Sean Davis, John Gasparoni, our main man down in Florida, Gordon Stevenson. For all of us here at the New York Red Bulls Radio Network, thanks for joining us for our Players Only Podcast Kicking It. I'm Matt Harmon. We'll see you next time on the New York Red Bulls Radio Network.